Father, take my words and speak with them. Take our minds and think with them. And take our hearts and set them on fire with love for Thee. For Jesus' sake. Amen. Please be seated. Good morning again, and welcome to all saints. We're glad you're here. Uh, We know that this is a difficult time, but given the confidence we have in God's goodness, we know it is also a good time. A funeral is a time for doing three things, for looking back, for looking up, and for looking forward. Looking back on someone you've known and loved, looking up to God for consolation and support, and looking forward to the restoration of us with that person uh, in an eternal life of love and friendship and caring. It is, first of all, then a time of looking back. I did not know Dave, though I've received so many stories from some of you, uh, mostly from Mom, and uh, I, I don't always trust uh, uh, Mom to be fully truthful about things, but it was glowing reports she gave me about Dave, and I thrilled to hear those stories. But we are grateful for those stories because those are the things that affect us. You know, I believe each person is a little masterpiece in the making where God, like Mac, Michelangelo, comes and chip, chip, chips away on our lives, making us into a masterpiece of beauty. And that's something He intends for every one of us. Now, He does that in a variety of ways. But I think a foremost way, maybe the foremost way he does that, is interactions with other people, a a son, a husband, a brother, a father, a friend, a fellow military person. That these events we have with these people are the things that shape our lives. And I know that at a time like this that you all will tell stories to one another. Uh, There'll be a meal later on and stories will be told. And if those stories are funny, laugh. I mean, it's a funeral day, but laugh, because they are funny. And if they are sad, then cry. And tears are always appropriate. If forgiveness must be given, then give forgiveness. And if it's to be asked for, ask for it. This is too holy a place and too holy a time not to do the work God has given us to do. And those stories are to be celebrated not only now, but later, and passed on to, to children and to children's children, and even to children yet unborn, to hear the story of what Dave did and this or that. Again, letting him be part of God's chisel and mallet and shaping even them in becoming what God means them to be. So it is a time for looking back. It is secondly a time for looking up. You know, I've lost people I love, you know, most importantly my mother and father, but many others. And I look up to God in my hurt, in my loneliness, in my doubts. Why did this happen? Why did it at least have to happen now? Weren't there years yet to come to enjoy these things? We don't understand all these things. And I believe we don't need to understand these things. But what we do need is for God to come in His grace and to be with us in this time. So look up to God and ask His blessing and what it does. That's why we're here in this service. We're going to celebrate the Holy Eucharist, and that's part of our looking up to God and commending Dave to God's purpose. The third thing we do in a funeral is to look forward. To look forward to the fulfillment of God's purpose in Dave, but not just in him, to God's purpose 
in us with Him. And here is where, as a Christian, we have the, Christians, we have the most glorious confidence and hope that many people do not hope. Because God has raised Jesus from the dead by the power of that fact. And that is a fact that He raised Jesus from the dead. But we partake in it. It's like a down payment check that we share in the resurrection of Christ. And so we come, and yes, we cry, and we should cry, but our tears are different than the tears of those who don't have that confidence. St. Paul says in one place, do not grieve as Gentiles, he means here the non-Christians, do not grieve as Gentiles who have no hope. Now that's just two things to me. It says we are to grieve, but we're not to grieve like them. And how do they grieve? They grieve as people that have no hope. I've been to so many funerals of people who are not believers, and they have no hope. And one of the most poignant ones was a girl who's a friend of my daughter, and the mother went back and threw herself on the grave and just screamed and cried out. She had no hope. That's not how we grove, grieve. We grieve as those who do have hope. And our hope is in the resurrection of Christ. And what that means is that we together with Dave will have a life together. I think one of the saddest things that ever happened to me as a priest in parish ministry was a funeral I did for a woman. Um, and it, she and her husband had been married for just over 50 years. And then he died and after the funeral, she looked so, so sad. And I went to her and I said, are you okay? And she goes, oh, I guess. And then she said, but Father Brad, will I ever see Jerry again? And it broke my heart when she said that. Because here she went through the whole service thinking she would not see Jerry again. That her experience of the love she had with this man she cared so much about and valued so much was concluded and terminated forever. But it's not. We will say in a moment the Apostles' Creed. And in that creed we will say, I believe in the communion of the saints. Now that communion means not just we who are living who are in a communion of... But we're in a communion of all the Christians who have ever lived and who are alive today and who ever will live, both on earth and are in heaven. That is the communion of saints. And that includes Dave. And that includes you. And that is for eternity. I hear this woman thought somehow in heaven she'd be walking through the grocery store or whatever equivalent is in heaven, and she would see Jerry and she would know him. And of course you will know Him. Whatever our life is in heaven, it will be more than it is now. Can we have that as our hope? We have lost a vision of heaven in the Christian church in the 21st century. And this is the foremost hope of every person should have. I served the church up in Pittsburgh. This was not at my church, but it was another church. But there was a lady in Pittsburgh, famously, who was buried, and they had an open casket. I don't like open caskets, but there you are. Uh, and she was buried in her open casket, and she had her hands crossed, and she was holding in her crossed hands a spoon. And people looked at that and said, okay, that's a little bit odd. I mean, you see a lot of strange things at funerals sometimes, but a spoon on the deceased was, was a brand new one. And people said, 
Why is she holding a spoon? It was at her direction. And it was at her direction because this woman was a hostess. And she had the gift of hospitality. And she loved nothing more in life than throwing a big party for like 16 and 20 people at one table with all the goodies out there. And she was always bringing the food out and removing the dirty dishes. And here's the next course. And here, have some more wine. And here, have some more water. No, here's the next course. And she loved doing that. But she was famous at the end of the meal for taking the dirty dishes and then saying, keep your spoon, the best is yet to come. And that's heaven. Okay, you have some good stories about Dave. Can I promise you something from the Word of God? The best is yet to come. And I say that not based upon this woman. I I do quote from St. Augustine, one of my favorite saints. He wrote these wonderful words from the city of God. He's speaking about heaven. He says, We will rest and we will see. We will see and we will love. We will love and we will praise. Behold what was in the end is without end. Without end. The love, the friendship, the camaraderie. And we celebrate the Holy Eucharist, therefore, because this is a meal. And think of the good meals you've had with Dave, where stories are told and love is exchanged, loyalties are reaffirmed. We celebrate this meal as a foretaste of the meal in heaven, which is the fellowship, the communion of saints. And that is to come. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.